Podcast. You have just tuned in to the podcast where sensuality, sexuality, and black ass spirituality intertwine. Happy New Year! First episode of the new year. How's your new year treating you? I think we're, yes, we're seven days in. <laughs> My days are running together, okay? Um, we're seven days in. And it is Venus Day. Happy Venus Day to all of my lovelies. Um, This new year, so far, it's been all right. Like, I have, you know, I have no complaints. Um, I actually spent, like, coming into the new year, I spent a lot of the time doing a lot of stretching, um, doing a lot of just intentional body movement, body care, um, those types of things. So I feel like I'm feeling a theme feeling a theme here coming into the new year and in the new year of being my healthiest self in whatever ways that look like mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So it's been really nice to explore those things. Also, epiphany moment. Um, I was on live the other day. So if you follow me on Instagram at sensually underscore divine, which you totally should, um, you'll know that I talked about this a little bit or I touched on this a little bit about the things that I'm coming into. So year 20, year 27 for me, because I'm 27 years old, um, is going back to a lot of the things that I was doing when I was a child. Um, So in the realm of inner child healing, this year feels like the, I don't want to say like the year, the explorative year, because we've been doing a lot of inner child healing anyway. But as far as like specifically like hobbies, right? So me blogging, right? If you have been following me long enough, then you will know that I started blogging um, under the um, website name of Leah's Corner. Um, It was more so about like beauty and self-love, which I mean, that kind of genre um, of writing or that kind of um, topic of writing has never left me, right? I'm um, speaking about sensuality and sexuality. Um, but I started blind, I started writing or blogging when I was uh, 18. And I was doing that until I was about 22. And I loved it. It was so much fun. I was so consistent. Like it was just, ugh, it was just so good. It got me through a lot during that time period it was really, really hard for me. So blogging was something I really rested on, um, for like a piece of a moment of peace. You know what I'm saying? So to now have my blog, uh, my website in total, um, The Layer Co., which you should totally check it out. Um, I'll leave all the information down below. But um, now coming back to The Layer Co., I have my site and I've been getting this like push, 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 push to to get back into blogging. And so um, getting back into that modality has been so nice. It's been so refreshing. It's been so comforting. Um, I also started my 30 Days of Submission series, um, specifically around like Afro kink, black kink um, as an African-American woman. And that's been very nice to explore. Um It's been refreshing to explore. It's really given me the opportunity to kind of dote on myself a little bit. Um, As much as, especially like BDSM spaces, um, a lot of our viewpoint, right, as far as submissives goes, right, is making sure that we are at our best best selves or, or are wanting to become our best selves um, as a means to serve our dominant partner better, 
um, which is great, which is lovely. So we go through or we deal with a lot of um, introspection, um, a lot of refining, a lot of nurturing and things like this to make sure that we are good. And as someone who has been solo for about a year, um, year, year and a half, um, it's been, you know, it's interesting to see what my submission looks like while I'm in a dynamic and when I'm outside of a dynamic um, and seeing where I can refine myself while I'm outside of a dynamic, how I refine myself or how I am refined while I'm inside of a dynamic. Um, and so going through this 30 days of submission series has made me really hone in on myself. So day one was really talking about naming the submission. What, you know, what would you name your submission? So for me, I would consider myself um, a submissive with little tendencies. Um, so I'm looking to serve um, in, multiple, in a multitude of ways. Um, but as far as my little space, um, usually my little space shows up when I'm needing a lot of reassurance or, you know, wanting some comfort and all of that good stuff, right? So being able to name it, give it a name. I feel like in the black community, when we give things names, we are also giving it a lot of power um, to it too. Um, so you have naming the submissive or naming your submission. And then day two was like, who has my submission? So really getting um, in detail, really getting picky of like, um, what kind of dominant partner do I want? What kind of energy do I want? You know, that ideal, like what would I want? Like, what do you truly want within? What kind of energy do you want? Um, and I go through that space. Um, uh, the third day I think was probably my favorite thus far. And that's the submission feeling. Um, I'll make sure to include the original, um, website um it's the submissiveguide.com where this series is actually coming from um and so you'll get all of the questions and stuff like that so anybody who wants to go through this with me you are more than welcome to come through it with me um but my favorite day thus far has been that submissive feeling on like when did you know how did you know that you were a submissive and like how does it feel to be in submission um and i just loved exploring that feeling um but it also brought up a, a thought, a couple of thoughts. Because for me and my channel, um, I say my channel like it's a YouTube channel, <laughs> but my podcast, um, even, you know, the things that I write down to my work um, as a sex doula, um, and even down to a lot of my um, cardamancy, um, diviner work um, and reading um, tarot and things like that. Um, a lot of it, I really talk about and I push about like the divine feminine energy, the divine feminine energy. And I'm starting to notice that we as like a whole, right, um, don't talk enough about the divine feminine energy in its totality, right? So I'm bringing this up because day, what was it, day four, it was talking about itching to switch. So like, do you switch in any space of your, any, in your life? Do you switch into more like a dominant role in your life? Um, or do you only switch like when you're with your partner, right? And so when I first saw the title, I immediately was like, hell no, I don't switch. Like what the, mm -mm, I don't switch. Like, no. Um, but I completely omitted, um, outside of the DS dynamic, do you switch? And the answer is Yes, I do switch. Um, I do switch. But to know that I switch does not mean that I am 
necessarily sitting like in my divine like masculine energy there's nothing wrong with divine masculine energy we have both of the energies within our bodies divine masculine is that building that cultivating that doing that going right but let's not forget that to be a divine feminine means to also embody the the bossy archetype right it almost makes me think of bossy bruja i love her um, just because of her her name, Bossy Bruja, um, Bossy Witch, right? Um, but we forget, like, as a divine feminine, I am a leader. I am bossy, okay? I do get angry. If you really want to talk about some chaotic, um, but also majestic, powerful stuff, let's talk about divine feminine rage. That rage and chaos. Because, like, let's think about, like, Mother Earth. When Mother Earth gets to bucking, everything stops. Ain't nobody doing shit. Like we are at the helm of whatever chaos is about to happen. That is divine feminine rage at work. That look of what the fuck is this? I want to tear all this shit down. I want to burn all this shit down. I don't want this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? That's a part of the divine feminine. The divine feminine is also bossy. She's also a leader. Like, I can't even remember. Was it, um, there's a specific Instagram that's coming to mind, but it talks a lot about like women who are just bosses. Like they are amazing leaders and stuff like that. Like, and that does not mean that they are not in their divine feminine. You know what I'm saying? Similarly to women who do not have a womb, that does not mean that they don't have divine feminine energy. Um, men have divine feminine energy. Um, people who do not identify specifically as female, but have like a more femme presenting body, um, or who are very sexually fluid very gender fluid should I say because that's the better term um they're gender fluid they also have that level of divine feminine that is a leader that is bossy but also that is soft and sweet and more on a kind of like a docile range of things um and I'm a firm believer that it it depends on you one and two it depends on who you're with I know for sure that there are certain men and dominant men, like let's be very specific in the realm of like um, black kink as a black woman in the kink spaces. There are some men who identify as dominance in the BDSM realm who I know that I will simply want to walk all over. Wanting a fun way to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Hop on over to lovesense.com. The link will be down below in the description for all of your in-person and long-distance fun toys and things for you and your significant other. Catch a nut in public. Enjoy life. <laughs> Head over to lovesense.com and check it out for yourself. Who I simply just that level of submission, it I can I can do it, and it's really funny. I know when me and a, a dom aren't gonna work because, and Jill Scott said this best: if you can tell me what to do, you can tell me what to do. But if you can't tell me what to do, baby, you cannot tell me 
what to do. And there's no level of like structure, reprimanding, what it, you can't tell me what to do. Period. You can't. And that is me sitting in my divine feminine. Okay? That empress, that, um, that empress of just like, I know me, I'm loving me, I'm loving life, and you're not going to ruin it. <laughs> okay? Um, sitting in that bossy energy of like, you can't run this. Okay? You simply can't. That doesn't mean that I am not sitting in my divine feminine. There are so many levels of the divine feminine that we overlook and it's very sad <laughs> and the um when I was doing the blog post about itching to switch it made me think of that like how often are we well I can speak for myself are we so quick to like discount sitting in more leadership or dominant spaces because as much as black women we have been seen as like the strong black women strong black women for so long we are just tired of that and so we just want to completely disengage altogether with anything that may even seem like dominant in any kind of way but I feel like that takes or I'll say masculine not dominant anything that we feel is more masculine leaning we want to completely disengage from it and I feel like when we do that we are omitting a level of our power that is important and that is it makes me think of it makes me think of a couple of things but specifically it makes me think of the head and the neck right to look at the head is to know Okay, the head is the thoughts, it is the thinking, you know, it is those things. The head has the eyes, the head has the mouth. So the head can see, it can see forward and it can see its peripherals, right? Perfect. It can think, it can see forward, it can see out of its peripherals. Awesome. And then you have the mouth. So the mouth has to be used to do what? Communicate. Awesome. However, if you have a head and no neck, what is the head doing? <laughs> what is the head doing it makes me think of a couple things specifically if I know as like the head if the head knows I need to look left it can look left like it can turn its eyes or it can see its peripherals but it can't see all of it now if I say I need to look right and I have a neck I can see a whole lot better there's a whole lot more movement that can happen when I use my neck. To discount the importance of the neck is to discount the way in which the neck also encompasses your vocal cords to allow the head to speak. Do you see what I'm getting at? There's a level of cohesiveness and flow that happens when you put the partnership together. In the divine feminine, when you are in your energy, to be the leader when you need to be the Because listen, sometimes in like DS dynamics, you are going to, as a submissive, your dominant is going to put you in positions where you're going to have to lead. He's going to put you in charge of something. He's going to ask you to do something. She's going to ask you to do something. She's going to ask you to go somewhere. They're going to want you to talk to someone. They're going to want you to do something. You get what I'm saying? There are going to be different times in which you're going to have to stand in your divine feminine and lead. Stand tall. Be confident. Rule. 
listen, there are some spaces where your dominant partner will tell you to do something, to be in charge of something. This does not mean that you are a dominant person. This does not mean that you are, are, are a masculine person or sitting in your masculine energy. No, you are by default a leader. Because it's a part of your, that's a part of your divine feminine to be bossy, to be the root, like that's part of it. Do you know that some, like there are divine feminine women, um, who were warriors. I'm going to put a, um, a documentary down below too. Um, so editing me, remember (laughs) to put the (laughs) documentary in the show notes, um, to talk about when God was a woman. And it's going to talk to you about different female deities, rulers, like queens, leaders, where that, that was them. That is a part of the divine feminine. Okay, because as divine feminine, we're very prone to, I want to receive, right? I want to receive, but also part of a divine feminine is wanting to organize. Divine feminines go with the flow, yes, but they go with the flow in the way that makes sense to them, right? It doesn't have to make sense to everyone else, but it definitely has to make sense to them, right? More divine masculine says... I want to organize this in a specific way as like a structure. And then as I organize, I build, build, build. I do, do, do. And I go, go, go. The divine says, I want to organize this so I can receive it better. Does that make sense? The divine feminine says, I'm going to rule over this and I'm going to organize these things. So I and those people who I care about or whatever the case may be, we can receive the things that we need to receive better so that we have a better cohesiveness in community. Am I making sense? I hope I'm not losing you. But nonetheless, Itching to Switch was probably my least favorite article that I've written at written on uh thus far we're literally only four days in um so we're not that far into it um but it was my least favorite and it was my least favorite because I was just like no like mm -mm -mm, I do not do that I don't be switching nowhere at all and it's like girl yes you do (laughs) yes you do and as much as I talked about I believe it was the first article talking about naming my submission Um, I did speak about decision fatigue and how I deal with decision fatigue a lot. I'm also well aware that my decision fatigue comes from a high level of anxiety. So I'm prone to, or I can be prone to, um, like high levels of stress if I'm not careful. So this goes back to how I've been operating in the mornings, letting my mornings be slow and easy. Um, I'm privilege to know that as an entrepreneur I can build my schedule to how I am feeling so I don't discount that at all I do not discount that at all because that's not everyone's reality um but I do want people to know that in like BDSM as far as you know submissives or bottoms littles are concerned um a lot of us the majority of us are in these spaces because we actually need a break (laughs) 
And it may sound counterintuitive or counterproductive, shall I say, to put it in those terms. But a lot of us really just want to release. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to do all of the things, okay? If I can be honest, as an entrepreneur who wears multiple hats, um, even with me being able to create the flow that I desire um, throughout my day, throughout my work life, giving myself, you know, the breaks that I need, um, as nice as that is, um, sometimes it's still nice or most of the times it's still nice um, to lean on my my dominant partner for a level of structure that in some moments I just don't have because as a divine feminine I go with the flow like I said before I go with the flow so that I am able to operate and receive the things that I want to receive in the ways that make sense for me sometimes that's not as like organized as it should be in this capitalistic society just to keep it a buck, okay? So sometimes I I require, I need that. I need to lean on my dominant partner um, to keep me structured, right? Because I have a lot of things that are organized, but just because they're organized, it doesn't mean that there's a structured system for them to be executed in. So here's the yin and yang. Here's the balance that happens. So as I lean on my dominant partner to give me those systems of structure, I give him my organized things. So like, yeah, hey, I have content that I need to do this day, this day, this day. Um, But like, I don't know what time I'm, I don't, I'm just going to go with the flow on when I start, when I get in the mood, when I get in the zone, right? He comes back because I am heterosexual, okay? He, um, he says, okay, well, you have content this day, this day, this day. How about you start at two, you end at five on this day? Okay, however that feels, what content you get, great, perfect. On the next day, you do it a different time because I need to go with the flow. As a Libra, I need variety, okay? He gives me another, now we have a different time, okay? I don't like to start my work before 11 a.m. That's just me, okay? I Slow mornings, slow mornings. Even if I get up at 5 a.m., I still do not start any of my work until 11 a.m. Um, so... He's like, okay, well, 11 to 11 to 2. Now you do, you know, your big ticketed stuff. You do your bigger things, like doing my recordings for the podcast or, you know, whatever in the case. Um, and then another day, because, you know, I want to do a little, a little photo shoot or something real cute, all right? Then we'll start that later on in the evening after dinner at, like, you know, from 7 to 9. Or if I'm feeling like a little night owl session, then I'll start at 9. I'll end at 1. Um, but this is the level of, like, flexibility that works for me. And I know that there's a level of, like, structured execution that has to happen. That sometimes, even though I have lists everywhere okay I have to-do lists everywhere I have ideas everywhere that are laid out they are organized very very well but there's there there's just not structured execution sometimes and that's where my dominant comes in you know in that realm of things um a lot of it for me 
as you know a black woman in kink is because I I need a break like I need a break I need help and for me personally it's easiest for me to ask for help and to feel more comfortable with being like open vulnerable transparent when I'm in a DS dominant submissive dynamic that's just me. I've noticed when I'm in um, traditional monogamous relationships, I'm less likely to feel as comfortable with communicating. Um, it just doesn't it just doesn't feel right. And I remember for a long time, I used to think that something was wrong with me because because of that, like. Here I am raised in a very Christian household. Right. And, you know, you're taught monogamous is monogamy is the best way and you get married and you and your partner y'all do you know whatever and sometimes you do a little something something to keep it spicy and that wasn't enough for me that wasn't enough like hardwired within my mind body and soul that was not enough for me and so I remember the first dominant submissive dynamic I was in um I was young I was like 18 17 years old um but I don't want to discount that 18, 17 year old's experience. Um, I just remember a feeling of freedom within the structure that my dominant at the time created for me. And I was like, oh, this is it. This, 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 what, this is what makes sense right here. Um, specifically, I remember one time um, we were out. Now, I prefer like nonverbal. I'm really telling on myself. Y'all are going to learn so much about me over the next like month or so. Um, but I remember um, we were out and I prefer nonverbal cues when we're out. Um, because like I said, I prefer a more 24-7 thing. So, oh, I love a good nonverbal, okay? And I remember we were out and I was starting to feel anxious because there was just a lot of people around. Um, social anxiety is real. Um, and I debate if my social anxiety actually c comes from the fact that I'm from a small town. Like, town-wise population, we just hit like 14,500 people. Um, to then going into spaces spaces where the population is like a hundred thousand plus on average um that's a lot for me <laughs> so I just remember we were out and about and I was getting very very anxious and he had left to go get us like drinks um it was like a slushy type of thing it was you know fair season carnival season um no I was not underage drinking uh he would not allow it so anyways <laughs> Um, so I remember he went to go get us these like slushy things. Um, and they were actually really, really good. Um, and I remember he left me and he left and he was in line. And I remember feeling so, so anxious to the point where it didn't even cross my mind to like, girl, send a quick text and like text like, Hey, I'm feeling anxious, like whatever, whatever. Um, can we leave or can we do something else? And I looked over to him and he gave a gesture and I just remember nodding my head and he dropped everything like he got out of I think he was like third in line. Um, he got out of line. He came to me and he just gave me a big hug and he really reassured me that like everything is OK and like I'm safe, like whatever, whatever. And in that moment, nothing else like mattered. Nobody else was there. And I remember being like, yep, that this is this is it. This is it like that. And when I talk about like 
this is it. I really mean like that sweet spot. I ugh, It still gives me chills. It makes my heart very full <laughs> of just like, we have this connection where I feel completely safe, completely open. Mind, body, and spirit is open and I can come and I can talk to you about whatever or I can journal about whatever if I don't want to verbalize it and you can go back and read it and we can talk about it right um it's it's so much more than you know oh we just be fucking like (laughs) no (laughs) it's not just that but listen 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 let me not discount that the sex be good now okay the sex be good all right (laughs) but you have that time or um, uh, one of my other uh, dominant play partners, um, he was so sweet to me. Like, he was so, so sweet to me. Um, he loved, his love language was was gift giving. Um, and so I remember we were talking one time. This is before I realized what was actually going on. Um, we were talking one time and I was complaining about how I was anxious. We were long distance and I was like, I just want to hug. Like, I just, ugh. And um, randomly in the mail, um, I got a gift um, and he was like, uh, for my baby girl, you know, and I opened it and it was a weighted blanket and it had like this cute duvet cover over it that I could like fit it in. Ugh, like I loved it. And I was like, oh, this is so thoughtful. This is so sweet. And I was like, oh, well, he knows that like my anxiety has been high. So this will help with my anxiety. Um, but the card is actually what got my attention. Um, the card mentioned that he put like his cologne in there so I could spray it so it would feel like he was giving me a hug right um um, and I think I got sick like a couple months later and I got like a random thing of like flowers and stuff like that but his thing was like gift giving and I didn't get it until I got it um and it was so nice because it was literally him thinking and actually listening so actively listening to the things that I was saying and mentioning at every turn and he was coming back with something so that that part would be nurtured or cared for or thought about or loved on or whatever a little bit more um even down to like intimacy levels at my previous down my most recent dominant um we were we were, I think that was like my most long-standing one uh, dynamic thus far. Um, but he was very open about like, you cannot come to complain to me without telling me what you need or like telling me um, that you're here to complain or that you're here for help because I am here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to do, okay? You are here to be. <laughs> to be like be loved on be cared for be nurtured be guided be supported you know be you are here to be I am here to do so like the level of communication that he and I had was very important um it was very detailed it was very intimate it was just you know it was amazing and so for me personally and any other woman under the sound of my voice who is listening to me or any other um person for that matter because I mean men can be submissives too okay let's not forget it um but specifically because I am a black woman so I am speaking to black women um or black femme presenting people um it is okay to be in kink understanding 
that you do not feel the safest in traditional monogamous spaces. I wrestled with that for years and I still wrestle with it. It's not something that just goes away just because I'm in this dynamic or I'm in this space more often. It doesn't mean that at all, okay? Um, there are moments even within, because the thing is, you can be in a DS dynamic and be monogamous, okay? What I'm meaning is the traditional sense of what monogamy is. There's a lot of toxic lessons um, that, I say toxic, but I'll just say unhealthy, because um, I feel like the word toxic gets thrown around like too much for my liking. Um, there, So we, like, we just need to call it what it is, like it's fucking unhealthy. There are a lot of unhealthy things that are taught within monogamy that I do not subscribe to. And those things, while they may still happen in DS dynamics, because nobody is perfect, you know what I'm saying? And toxic lessons are ingrained in all of us and we have to unpack and decolonize the way in which we view our relationship spaces. However, um, or at the same time, <laughs> um, in BDSM, there are so many things that fly in traditional monogamous relationships that do not fly in the BDSM world. Can they still happen? Of course, because people are not perfect. But to know for me, it felt safer for me to meet a black man, um, because once again, heterosexual, not by choice, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but it's, it, I felt safer to meet a black man, heterosexual man, cishet man, whatever, um, and he be in the BDSM realm versus a black man who has no idea what BDSM is, doesn't care for it, um, and is just like traditionally monogamous. I did not feel safe there because as um, history can contest you, my experience with black men in traditional monogamous spaces is not safe for me. It has not been safe for me. Therefore, those spaces, I just don't know. I just don't do it. I don't go over there. Okay. Now, it took me a long time to get to where I am now. And I still have those moments of like, well, maybe because listen, I've told you about multiple DS dynamics, which means they didn't work out, you know? So you still have those moments of like, well, this didn't work out. So maybe, maybe this just isn't for me. Like maybe I just need to go back to, you know, where I was at before and whatever. And it's like, no, 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 no. Go with the feeling that feels the best for you. And if being in a DS dynamic um, is what feels best for you, fucking do that shit honor you my flow my intention in 2021 because I don't do new year's resolutions is to go with the things that feel the best and work out the best for you do that follow the intention of that and I think that that I feel that that's something as black women we should do more of okay following our intuition first of all yes you're probably gonna have to learn the difference between your anxiety and your intuition because a lot of the times we don't know the difference and we need to unpack that um and learn the difference um 
one thing that I like to say is the difference is that your intuition is at peace. Your anxiety is in chaos. So if that helps you make a decision, I'm glad that that helped you. Um, but follow the intuition of what feels the best for you, what brings you the most calm. Um, and for me, like I said, it's it's being a part of this lifestyle. It's, it's being very specific. So really being able to say, hi, my name is Ibi Kunle. That is my higher self name. That is my Ifa name. That is my spiritual name. So bringing my higher self down to the ground into this being. Um, I identify, my pronouns are she, her. I identify as a heterosexual um, woman. I enjoy kink and BDSM. I am a submissive and I have little tendencies. Um, I prefer a more sensual dom, a more daddy dom, a dominant type of partner. And I usually sit in a very um, leadership role in my divine feminine on my day to day. Um, and when I'm with my partner, when I'm with my dominant partner, I am a submissive. I am the neck. Okay. <laughs> I'm the neck and the neck and the head we work very well together and that is how we maneuver through our spaces and yes people are going to think that you're crazy people are going to think that like oh it's abuse it's a mental illness like blah 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 you're gonna get so much stuff I promise you are and honestly you don't even have to tell anyone like don't think that just because I'm sitting on here telling you about my you know my things that like you have to just go balls to the wall like yelling at everyone like oh I'm a submissive like no please please like you don't even have to do that <laughs> you don't have to do that at all um but what I am saying is you being able to say that for you you being able to operate in that way for you you having the ability to live in your authenticity and live in your truth and being able to experience pleasure in the way that is pleasing for into you and understand that you deserve to be in a relationship to be in a dynamic to be in a situation play partner agreement whatever the case is you deserve to be in these spaces where you feel fulfilled and loved and honored and taken care of and and nurtured and you know have fun and go on adventures and be exciting and have all your goals met have all your needs met have you know I always say, if you focus on your wants, you're guaranteed to take care of your needs. And as for me, a black woman in kink, that's what I've done. That's what I've been able to do. That's what I am doing by leaning more into this kinky space because it's what I want. All of my needs are being met. Even down to like, okay, yes, I'm going to make a mistake. I have my shortfalls to me. I'm not perfect. But even knowing that if I make a mistake, if I miss a journal, if I'm late to something, you know, it's still handled with like care and love. It's still handled with intention. It's still handled in a way that makes me feel the safest. And the same way that I say that you are worthy by default, like you're... Your safety, your fulfillment, your pleasure, those are all a part of your destiny. You were put on, you were not put on earth to like work and die. You deserve to be at pleasure, have fun, you know, have the love of your life, whatever that looks like. You deserve, you deserve the things. 
And I want that for you. And I want you to want that for you. That's all I have for today. I am super excited to continue this submission series um, with you guys. I hope that y'all hop on the wagon with me. You can send me a DM on at the layer podcast with two underscores um, on what you think about it. What are your answers? What are your feelings? If BDSM is new to you, if it's something you want to explore, you're interested in, you're a vet in the game, you know, let me know what you think. Let me know um, where you are in your journey, in your in your pleasure journey. Um, but I am going to finish enjoying the rest of my Venus day, and I hope you do as well. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. You can catch me at centrally underscore divine um, on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Clubhouse um, at centrally underscore divine as well. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Do not forget to go over to the Layer Co. website um, where you can find this and a few other things there. Um, including more about me, my work, what I do, um, and following along this series, check out some things. You can also leave your comments under the blog post there. There is a comment section there that you can, um, leave your thoughts on, but I will bid you guys adieu. Thank you guys again for all of your support. I hope that your new year is going well, continues to go well. Um, and that you continue to flourish in 2022. Love you. Talk to you soon. Peace and blessings.